0: The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. We have with us uh, playwright, best-selling author, um, whoop, whoop. newspaper columnist whoop, whoop. Uh, Amanda Bronker, and man with new phone, Connor Pope. <laughs> uh, you're both very welcome. I should say, if you haven't had a chance to read it, uh, Connor Pope has written a, a piece that is currently um, the banner on the front of the Irish Times online about his experience of going without a mobile phone. Not not voluntarily. He managed to. What you you killed the first one with a, a calippo. A calippo. A calippo. A
1: calippo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, it was, That's calip- a nice
2: pop for anybody who's not sure.
1: <laughs> the calippo was brought to the pool. And it was in the bag with my phone. Uh, and then we forgot about the clip. So then it melted and formed this soggy lake in the bag. And then amateur.
2: My, Listen,
1: ex- tell uh, me about it, tell me about <laughs> it. But the,
0: the impressive thing is that you managed to kill another one three days later. Yeah, then I eventually... So I said
1: I'm going to go on a digital detox and I'll be great. And then I will ask about 48 hours and I thought I can't do it anymore. So then my wife insisted I buy another phone, basically because I was badgering her constantly about going, what are you doing on your phone? What's on what your phone? What did you
2: miss the most about your everything,
1: phone? Everything, everything, everything. Like I social about, media, Listen, I'm, I, the I, Twitter. I, 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 <laughs> Actually no Do you know what I, I miss Twitter the least, but you know uh, I missed things like you know my fantasy football team being able to access access your my being football able to access my finances, <laughs> being able to take you know photographs of what, my children do you, do you,
2: sorry, do you just like randomly check your bank account? Well this
1: is the thing, at regular because I, but, intervals because I had no phone right um who I, I, does
2: that That's he's, depressing
1: he's the consumer editor of the Irish Times yeah, but who he's meant to how be into this kind of, of stuff? bank people who don't have any. <laughs> (laughs) Amanda You're circling the drain For the (laughs) well-heeled No, um, i Oh no, I don't need to check my balance because I've got loads of cash No, I When you don't have loads of cash you need to check it frequently I don't check
2: my balance and I hand the card over and I hope for the best every time and and if it works I go victory Well the thing
1: is there's there's twin factor authentication now so you you actually do need your phone because if you want to buy something online it says we've sent a text message to your phone to confirm it's you and you're going yeah but my phone's drowning in a lake of Calippo (laughs) I don't have that anymore (laughs) please let me buy the thing Anyway, I got it sorted. Well, well, if
0: you want to read the full saga of what it was like for Connor, it's in the Irish Times, as is uh, a breakdown that Connor has on a slightly more serious note of the price hikes. That are likely to be facing all households coming into the winter, because that is uh, the thing that's making all of the headlines today is just how much the cost of everything is going up. And Connor, you've done a breakdown of the kind of increases that we're seeing uh, across uh, groceries, for instance, everything from fish fingers through to butter uh, through to pasta all going up. Plus, the really scary stuff is the cost of uh, energy and the hikes that we can expect there.
1: Absolutely, and the funny thing is, I wrote a piece for. There's the Irish, a funny thing. Yeah, I wrote a piece for the Irish <laughs> Times in February, early February, and I estimated at the time that Irish people, Irish households, could be worse off by around two thousand euros, once all of the price increases that were coming down the tracks that's in too, February, too naive, um, were, were 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 rolled out. And the uh, the piece today starts out by, by pointing out that we're likely to be worse off by at least four thousand euros, and that's four thousand euros. After tax, which means an awful lot of people are going to have to earn 8000 euros just to stay in exactly the same financial position they were in in 2020 or 2019. And when you the, the, the grocery price thing is this rolling story we've had since April. So basically, I have a shopping list of 25 items and every month I price them and I see how much they've gone up. And you see things like dairy products, you see things like breads, you see things like pastas, all going up by 10, 15 percent. And that's borne out by Cantar's the retail analyst figures, who estimate that... If you were to just buy the same stuff in 2022 that you bought in 2021, Mm. as it stands, you're going to be worse off by around €700. And that €700 is based on prices being static as of today. But of course, prices are going to continue to go up. And then, as you said, they're really grim news came yesterday when uh, Airtricity announced that it was increasing its gas and electricity prices by between 35 and 39%. And you think of percentages and you go oh, that sounds like a lot, but then you think about what actually that means in terms of cold hard cash and you're looking at an additional 600 650 quid to heat your home and 600 650 quid to you know to keep you know to to, to keep the lights and on and no guarantee
0: cook. that that's it no guarantee Absolutely that that'll no be
1: the last and of the, the thing increases. is Anton this is the sixth or seventh increase that that particular company has rolled out which means that people with, who are with electricity are now faced with paying more than a thousand euros more over over the course of a year for their gas and more than a thousand euros more over the course of the year for their electricity and it's not just electricity because it's all it, 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 these things always start with one company so one company introduces the price hikes all of the others follow suit and there is Virtually no wiggle room
0: left for consumers. Well, can you explain one juxtaposition? Because whatever about electricity increasing, um, or rather, uh, yeah, electricity increasing prices by thirty-eight percent. Um, Scottish and Southern Electric (SSE), the British parent company of electricity. Reported a 44% increase in profits.
1: Absolutely, and they're not alone because an awful lot of the big utilities, an awful lot of the the energy companies are seeing this huge bounce in profits because, of course, when prices go up, just like, and and without pointing the figure in an individual company, but let's say a company has a, a baseline profit of 5% and they charge 100 euros. Well, then they're making 5 euros for every 100 euros they sell. But if suddenly the product is worth 200 euros, they're making 10 euros because they're still charging the base 5%, but it's 5% of 200
0: as opposed to 5% of 100. People not look at that and say, but they have the capacity as it goes to 200 to reduce their margins per unit cost. They do have the capacity. Now, all companies have that capacity because
1: they could say, do you know what, lads? We may, and not talking about any specific company, but a company could say, last year we made profits of 25 million. This year we're going to make profits of 70 million. So do you know what we might do? We might pump 50 million back towards our consumers and offset the price increases. But as you well know, and as you well know matter, that's not how business works. And that's not what shareholders of the big multinational companies ask for. So the only real answer then is, well, what about a windfall tax? What about the government saying, "Do you know what? You made a really decent profit of 25 million in 2020. So let's tax anything above the 25 million at 90 percent until we get through the crisis and then pump whatever windfall earnings that you get from that tax into f- uh, supporting people
0: who can't afford to heat and light their homes this year. Well, that goes to an interesting story. on I think it's the front page of the Examiner has a story, Amanda, detailing the hotel industry representatives and their visit to the Minister for Finance. Because they went in to effectively say the reduced VAT rate that we got when we were on our uppers, don't take it away. It didn't go down well.
2: It, it didn't go down. I, I have been, over the summer, I have been working in a restaurant um, that a friend of mine owns and it's been really hard for her to get staff and there was no point in me putting on any plays during the summer because nobody was going to come. Um, so I've been working up in Hugos, just up the road uh, and we get an awful lot of American tourists who would come in and I was always kind of fascinated of where are you staying, you know, how much. Like there's been people who've been getting standard rooms that have been €1,200 Euro a night. And I'm like looking at them going, really? You know, the Conrad, you know, all of this, the Shelburne, all this. Now, th- these people have just kind of said, listen, They've clearly got stack loads of money. There's people coming in from Texas, Ohio, all these kind of places. There's a lot of people in from Nebraska at the moment for the for the college football match. But they are literally being like the, the prices are savage in town. Like it, it, it's eye watering. Like I remember a really nice hotel stay would be 350 and you'd be getting a nice room in the Westbury. But that is like long gone. How anybody in Ireland could afford to stay anywhere? And it's also. And
0: particularly when there's an event, because you mentioned the, the American football, yeah. the college football that was being played here. There was a, a, a price spike in hotels around Dublin when that <coughs> event was on. We've seen the same when Garth Brooks, significant price spike around the uh, Garth Brooks event. And that is, it seems to be Pascal Dunhu saying, you're you're killing the golden egg. We were good to you during well, COVID.
2: I, I know the owner of, of Hugo's is praying and trying to speak to every politician possible to keep that uh, 9% VAT for restaurants and she's like oh and you can you can take the hotels (laughs) like I mean you can change in the hotels because they have literally just changed the game it's just absolutely appalling what they're doing to people and any of this I remember seeing there a while back getting an email you know all the touring shows that would go like the big West End shows and stuff that would go on on the board gosh they've nowhere to put um, all the players and like I mean they've been putting out calls going can you take an actor into your home because they can't afford to, to house them when they're in Dublin
0: I suppose the big difference though between the energy sector and the hotel sector Connor, is that in the energy sector you're kind of bunched you have to turn the lights on you have to be able to run your fridge you have to be able to heat your house in the hotel sector people can just say no nope, Ireland is now too expensive to holiday in 100% and I think that's one of the reasons why Pascal Dunne who was so furious because
1: tourism is incredibly important to the irish economy like it's worth billions of euro every single year in good times and it was it was on its knees it took an awful hammering as a result of covid as did the tourism sector all over the world but this idea that you'd be paying 350 400 euros for a three or four star hotel somewhere on the outskirts of dublin it is just laughable and i think fair play to Pascal Donahue, and it's not often that I say fair play to a government minister but oh, the, come on. the idea that you would that you would give it's these It's so
2: easy for him to say he's outraged but yet he's actually not doing anything about all the other stuff which he can do. Mm. Like I mean he's just like going it's easy for him to go oh my god that's a disgrace and then actually not do anything about it in any other capacity.
1: Anyway so I, I oh. fair play to, to Pascal <laughs> oh, for, for saying that because it's important he's to remember that we like we the, the Irish state me and you and Amanda we all paid extra so that the tourism sector could be given this tax break. And if the
0: tourism sector... tax break, all of the supports that went in during COVID what which were that, not insignificant. So if the
1: tourism sector is going to then gouge Irish people by charging 300, 400 euros for a really basic hotel room, well then we should take away that reduced tax rate. And I'd love to do what, as your friend says in Hugo's, I'd love to say, OK, well, there was re- the restaurant sector haven't done that to the same extent They haven't So, But I, I, I wonder is there a mechanism in place where you could say OK we're, we're going to give the 9% rate to the restaurant sector but we're going to charge the hotel sector 13% I don't know if that mechanism exists but I think people who I think businesses and operations and industries who
0: reward their customers in tough times should be rewarded insofar as is possible by the state Obviously the cost increases that are coming down the track are going to have an impact on pretty much everybody but there are those <coughs> who are going to be significantly more impacted impacted than others. The St Vincent's Apology during the week, uh, Amanda, saying that they expect record numbers of people to use their services and reports this morning that we're seeing homelessness, despite knowing we have been in a homelessness crisis for now several years, is reaching record levels.
2: But people, people are working and homeless. Like I just walked down Grafton Street earlier and you're seeing people at the side of the road on Grafton Street. There's, and then there's people going about their day, all glamorous and people with their children. Mm-hmm. And then there's poor people who are literally at the side of the road. Now, there's always been a homelessness pro- problem in Ireland and around our big cities. And there is in every city across the world. But at this stage, it has just got epic. One of the guys actually in the restaurant, I was talking to him on Thursday, and he said he. Um, one of his roommates were moving out and he put um, a notice up on Daft for one room in Inchcore and he said within a couple of hours he had over 500 emails. He said it was so upsetting. He found it really upsetting. He read about 20 and then he had to stop and he said, I just contacted the first three and he said if the first guy was coming, uh, if the first guy that came came, They were coming the next morning and if he was sound, he was just going to let him have it. And I said, you need to let these people know. And there was one person who wanted it was going to come up from Galway to come have a look at the room. And I'm like, oh, you can't let this fella come from Galway. That's a train fare and that hope.
0: But you see, there was from so many who say, well, I I put in an application. The landlord didn't have the good grace to get back to me. And then when you talk to the landlords they are saying we are getting four and five hundred emails. Pretty much instantaneously, yep. as soon as the I mean, you saw yep. the house in, in Drumcondra during the week, where there was what 350 mm. people. That's in horrific.
2: The I think it's so so sad, and it's it's hard to imagine that it's got so bad. And then the gas thing is, whenever you see apartments, I live in South County Dublin, um, and all the neighbors are trying to you block. You took the soup and went across the river. <laughs> I did. I'm no longer a northsider, but I am Crazy. in my heart. Go on. Uh, yeah, heart. yeah. You I will Bono. always be a northside gal. <laughs> um... We're more crack. It just has to be said. Um, but like there's, there's a, a new development which is going to happen up in Dundrum up the road and all the neighbours are going nuts because it's going to be a high rise apartment block and I'm like going... What do you expect? People need to go somewhere. You can't keep building houses on the flat.
0: Interesting um, text in respect of what you can and can't do with private companies. Uh, While our electricity bills are through the roof, (laughs) 25 to 35% increase, brackets privatisation, in France, EDF, the National Electrical Company, their bills have risen by. Four percent in the last 12 months. Another extra uh, tax. If you put tax interference in the internal working of any corporation, they won't want to reinvest into the future. We will turn into Russia with great assets and no ability to exploit them because everybody who can do it will be afraid of being robbed by the state. I would have thought there's precedent, Connor, of the state intervening fairly aggressively with certain industries and them not running away. Of
1: course it does. It interferes for, like The health insurance sector is just one where the state has aggressively inter- intervened and we still have three very big health insurance operators. If, if, if businesses, if big multinationals can make money in this country, they'll stay here. They'll only leave when they're not making the, the profits that they want. But in terms of the, the homelessness thing, just because I, I gave with one hand, I'm going to take away with another because the government has been shameful when it, when it comes to dealing with the homelessness. homelessness crisis not just this government successive governments and what I can't understand is that the the solutions are there like I don't know why we haven't like if you you both talk about the north side now I live in the north side I mean so you know uh, I'm from (laughs) you're only a terrorist you're only a uh, terrorist unlike Amanda who just who fled (laughs) I still live there now in fairness I'm from Galway but um, like I don't understand why we can't build developments like Merino which is in obviously like why don't we build houses like that decent houses where people can live For those
0: unfamiliar uh, Marino was a sort of a 1950s exercise in council planning Absolutely and green So you have light, light green If you drive
1: in you
2: mightn't be able to find your At way out It
0: was a Because nice. <laughs> I, I sometimes had to try and take a <laughs> sneaky shortcut through Marino,
1: and my <coughs> shortcut just go round oh, and round <laughs> It's like, like Don Amine
2: If you go in it's like how am I getting out of here But
1: the state should be building more houses and it's a simple solution but they just have not done it but for did, about twen- 10 or 15, 20 years think houses
2: are the solution though because that is just more on the flat.
1: Well, do you know there what? has you, to be a
2: mixture of both, and also the the government who you seem to love very much and defend quite a lot, uh, they need. I don't to, know if I do that. Uh, now, you Amanda. do a bit now. No. You're, you're, they're all lovely fellas to you. Um, they need well, to he, change. He only
0: expressed <laughs> mild, <laughs> one <laughs> grudging acceptance of Pascal Donahue doing one okay thing. Know, but I, Sure, let's I'm, extend it to the whole. i just got a
2: blanket over that. Um. The, I can't
1: even remember what I was I going say to say High-rise living. And you're right, High I rise. think because, yes. I, like, you know, in Spain, in, in France, in, everyone, families live in apartments yes. and that's because the, the, the infrastructure is there for them. So there's playgrounds, there's green spaces, yes. there's schools, there's creches yes. in inner cities. What we have in our inner cities is nothing like that. So yeah. it will be very difficult to raise a family in Dublin City but or wherever it might be. But they need,
2: the government need to step in and when these big developments like big apartment blocks are being built, that it's not being sent to... to Vulture funds—they need to be sold and not actually held Absolutely. on by the, by these guys to rent them out at exorbitant Look, rates. We're
1: agreeing. We're Look agreeing. At Who would have thunk well, this? On
0: this glorious <laughs> note of consensus, let's move to something more optimistic to wrap things up. Harry Styles is going to be playing And uh,
2: haunted. Haunted. this is how
0: I know I have aged significantly. <laughs> I was reading through it and Harry Styles, uh, I think it was Batten was quoted, not Mountbatten, Mount Charles. <laughs> <yeah>. Mountbatten <laughs> hasn't said much recently <laughs> and Mount Charles was quoted about it and put him in the Pantheon with Bowie and with the Rolling Stones. Is he is he that significant?
2: Well, he's he's definitely. I had this argument with one of my teenagers uh, the other day. He's the king of pop at the moment. I'm like, on the king of pop, really? Listen, he's adorable. He's kind of you know, love. His tour is called Love Is Love or something, and he's all sweet, and it's all you know. Sweet and lightness, and loving everybody, and he's he's he, nobody knows what gender he is anymore. And the he's new do, Bowie. He's trying to appeal to everybody. He is listen. He's he's the clone of Mick Jagger. He really, really is, and he's multi talented. The fella can act. He can sing. He's likable. Um, I'm I'm shocked at how how the world has embraced him like there's a college course somewhere in America that you can study his music and his lyrics
0: oh it's probably (laughs) University of Texas I think they have a Taylor Swift
1: undergraduate as well are you a Harry Styles fan I? I think he's great and like in fairness to him like his first three albums he's You're only had very warm three albums he's only had three albums but they've all broken records they've all been number one and all over the world they've all you know, he's the first man to appear on, on, Vogue, on the cover of Vogue on his own uh, he's an actor as Amanda says he has this as you say gender fluid thing which, which obviously mirrors David Bowie and, and, and kids love him and you know what pop music is about young people it's not about you and me Anton you know, we can listen to our Leonard Cohen and our Bob Dylan <laughs> but like, the world <laughs> moves get like the on <laughs> Conor I Pope
2: ja- I think James Taylor is coming back to uh, the point
0: oh, and we're not that old Amanda come on <laughs> some of us paid good money to see James Taylor the last time he was here Connor Pope and Amanda Broker thank you both very much 53106 if you want to get in touch with our text saying one night stay plus two weeks parking and a shuttle to and from Manchester Airport Ooh. three to four star hotel £140 sterling you'd do well to find anything along those lines in uh, Dublin The Anton Savage Show Saturday morning at nine on News Talk.